Uh, do do do. Walking along. Oh, hey, Adam. What you got there? Oh, uh, these? These are my emergency power gloves. They give me all the powers of a galactic manager so I can run a Starfinder campaign. Oh, really? So you don't mind if I yoink? No, no, give those back. What are you doing? Wait, I feel the power! Uh, I'm gonna give Scriff like 50 levels! Ah, uh, Jeff! Jeff, you fool, that's not how it works! Now you have to run the Starfinder campaign! What? <laughs> you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just gonna have to get some players. Uh, let me just make a call real quick. Hello? Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. This is You Never Call. I'm so happy to hear your voice. Look, uh, I could use a big favor right now. Are you busy? Uh, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, good. Could you grab, like, two more players? I need to run a Starfinder game. Yeah, sure. Not a problem. Starfinder sounds so fun. All right. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to Power Pack Volume 2. I'm Jeff. I play Scriff Dovetail in the Emergency Power Podcast main show. And we're still going to be playing Starfinder today, but uh, we're going to be doing an adventure path. So let's go around the table and see who we've got here. This voice you might recognize if you've listened to the Emergency Power Podcast before. My name is Adam Damus, and I... I was the galactic manager. Um, I don't know what I am now. I'm going to have to reassess my identity. But <laughs> yeah. yes, I'm Adam Damus. I usually run the Emergency Power podcasts. And today I'll be playing someone in the actual game. I don't have to play eight characters. I can just play one. I'm so excited. The freedom. <laughs> so much freedom. Yeah, I know. Amazing. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I am John Swan. I am the uh, GM of the main show for the We'll Say the Podcast, Starfinder podcast, where we play the Threefold Conspiracy. And in our extended universe uh, show, I play Rolu, where Kevin is the GM and I play the PC Rolu. And I am very excited to be back again. And I'm so happy that I got that call from Jeff uh, to come in and play Power Pack 2, because Power Pack 1 was phenomenal. And uh, happy I thought you were going to say terrible. Wow. <laughs> it's awful. And Jeff bad. needs to redeem himself wow. for this awful game that I played. The, uh, this just in, I have a new script. Uh, the first one was terrible, and Jeff needs to redeem himself. <laughs> so This just uh, in. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, we'll save. Anyway, that's me. My name is Kelly. I am also from We'll Save the Podcast, where in our main campaign where we play the Threefold Conspiracy, I'm the Technomancer, Sheeran Hears. And in our current series, Unknown Treasures, I'm the Patra Thaddeus. And I've previously been on Power Pack, with Jeff was an amazing game master for that. That was really fun. Oh, you too. Uh, traveling on Emergency Power, where I played uh, the famed fan fiction author, Raph. And I'm really happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Who's not a dog? He's not a dog, because Jeff wouldn't let me be a dog. <laughs> Hi, I'm Vinny. I may be the newest to Starfinder at this table. I play Colin Edenbrand, who has been on not very many episodes of the main show for Will Save. Uh, I also play the delightful Raxalite uh, Chak on uh, Unknown Treasures for Will Save. 
So those are our four players, but I also have an extra guest here with us today. Extra special. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi there. My name is Parker Wallace. I voice Caster Nine on the Starfound podcast, as well as Ushogu on Manapot Studios' Book of Brethida. And I'm also on select episodes of the Table First podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, you just get around to all the podcasts, don't you? Listen, I know people. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and and now you're here. We're we're Parker's gonna famous. you're gonna collect all those gym badges for going to the other podcasts. I can <laughs> I can call on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> the Starfinder <laughs> right. badges. Indeed. I don't I don't want to sleep on the on the hibiscus pattern on Parker's shirt. That's yeah, good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It Parker so is well. blue, looking very stylish today. The orange came in yeah. with yeah. flair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It pops. Awesome. So Super today, as I said, we are playing more Starfinder. So don't Gosh. worry, we're not gonna jump to another system. If you're if you're a fan of Starfinder and that's why you listen to Emergency Power Podcast, you're gonna get more of that here. But this time, instead of doing the uh, normal main campaign that Adam runs, we're gonna have a little fun with a little side quest. We are gonna be playing through the Skittermander adventure books that Paizo releases every free RPG day, starting with Skittershot. So really quick, who is everybody playing in Skittershot? Um, I'm playing a female uh, Skittermaner mechanic called Quonks. She came up in Absalom Station and uh, just like stowed away on a ship to go see the stars because she really liked the ship, which I mean, I can appreciate as a as a fellow wrench turner, sometimes you see a bit of engineering you really like, you want to stick around, and, and she did. So we'll, we'll see where that gets her in the universe. Well, All right. Uh, I am... P- no, 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 you, John, no, you're the GM no, on our no, you, campaign, no. so you should No, that, that that denotes no hierarchy. I'm not I'm to putting the mic away from my face. You <laughs> 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 literally moved the mic. Amazing. Uh, so I am going to be playing Gazi Gaz who is the gregarious friend to everyone. Uh, are we doing classes too? Sure. Gregarious friend to everyone, envoy, surprise, surprise, who, to my knowledge, their role aboard the ship, nebulous. But do they help grease the wheels and keep the ship going? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, skilled at every department, wonderful. Wait, you're like That's a jack of all trades? Basically, yeah, you know, master of yeah, a lot going thing. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll go next. I play uh, Doc Oyo, who's the physician and spiritual leader of the ship. Uh, <laughs> apparently, this crew picked me up stranded on an asteroid, which I was really excited to go see, but did not like plan a way off of. So um, he's, I guess, smart, but also really dumb and um, and kind of pretentious from what I read. So I'm gonna have a lot of fun playing him. Sounds like we're going to learn the difference between intelligence and wisdom in this character. Yeah, in this, fair uh, enough. Adventure. <laughs> and I play Nako, the Skittermander soldier who basically works on the ship, is almost the second in command. They have a great appreciation and respect for the Vesk captain. In fact, they even shortened the captain's name a little bit and renamed themselves. That's how much they like them. So they've learned some interesting Veskarium combat techniques that I look forward to utilizing. That's awesome. Maybe we all know here, but for the listener, uh, for Skittermanders, a lot of times they just add names onto their names and they just like form these like giant names that are like a cool story about their life. And it's kind of nice. I think it's sweet. Yeah, so maybe you guys, as we develop your characters, you can expand on your original character <laughs> names. I'm all for that. Yeah. All right. Hey. 
I'm very so down for this. Parker is not a player, but they are going to be doing the voice of a particularly important NPC. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. So I play Captain Nakonechkin Ginati. I am the captain of the clutch and the ringleader of this bunch. <laughs> I love that voice. He's the best. And with that crew established, I think it's time for us to get started. Yes. Yes, let's go. Ooh. Let's go. I'm All so right. hyped. It's been a dull day aboard the clutch. Nakonechkin salvages, that's a mouthful, only ship and your home for the past year or so. Your boss, Nakonichkin, brought the ship out of the packed world space into some of the void beyond, looking for derelict space stations or the remnants of forgotten starship battles to pick through. Suddenly, with a buzzing chime, the computers registered a starship drifting in the region. Nakonichkin rushed to the captain's console and initiated a scan. An image of the target ship appeared on the screen, a large, ornate green starship with brass accents. It looked abandoned and ill-suited to be so far from the packed worlds. Nakonechkin quickly pulled on his spacesuit and grabbed a set of all-purpose tools. Ah, I shouldn't be gone for long. Maybe a nanosecond. Oh, and one more thing. He points to each one of the Skittermanders individually. No thick thing. No thick thing. No thick thing. No thick thing anything. Are we clear? Understood, no, Captain. Uh, no <laughs> fixing anything? Are you sure? I mean it. If there just happened to be a case where I, something is... He said uh, no broke. fixing, oh, okay, so we don't need <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> good knuckle, good knuckle. I shan't be long. Quonks looks at her wrenches really confused. <laughs> yeah, right. You're screwed. <laughs> no playing your class today. <laughs> and with that, Nakonechkin shoots off through the airlock towards this other ship. You wait around, twiddling your thumbs, waiting for a few hours. It's quite strange that they would be gone this long, and the fact that they haven't responded on comms is even more worrisome. Nako is literally at the front window, staring at the ship, just waiting for the captain to come back. Gazagaz is periodically coming up to you and just talking about the vast emptiness of space. And just trying to, just wondering, philosophizing. <laughs> Are you doing a Carl Sagan sort of speech thing here? Is that what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, do we have a small six-armed Carl Sagan? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a previous no. Sagan on a previous power pack. Sometimes. This yeah. is going to be like a, a recurring joke that <laughs> will we, be. someone has to be Carl Sagan in each of these power packs. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said he would be back soon, but it's been a long time. Uh, maybe we should think about going over there. I mean, um, it seems like to travel a great distance, uh, there, there's just so much effort. They said not to fix anything no no fixing so this is a problem and perhaps we should not fix it but uh, but Nako, i trust you maybe maybe you are right maybe you are right i'll follow your lead Dako. but how do we know something's broken they haven't responded to comms I... our equipment seems fine right i'm not saying we should fix it if it's broken we shouldn't do that but does it seem okay it seems fine to me 
I'm, I'm happy to fix things that aren't broken, too. No, 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 no fixing. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean to break things that are fixed. All right, how about this? We'll move in closer to see if there's anything wrong from the outside. Mm. We'll just check. That's not fixing anything. That's just taking a stroll. Check. Yes. Checking. Okay. Okay. Yes. yes Agreed. Yes, yes. So you're doing a, uh, a visual inspection or are you going to scan with the ship's computer? Why don't we do a little bit of both? So okay. column A, column pull that thing in so right. we can actually get a visual on it. And yeah, we'll scan All right, it. One over. person give me a computer's check and the rest of you can give me assistance with perception. You said it's a computer's check and then assist with perception? That is correct. Uh, I'm happy to take that computer's check. I assist with perception. I assist okay. as well. Kazi does not assist. Still thinking. So you got yourself mm -hmm. a plus four. So it's 17. 17, okay. The ship is the Emerald Empyrean. Uh, it's registered as a pleasure barge owned by a company in Versys known as Trendsetter Excursions. Uh, you also pick up that there are two ways to enter the ship, two different airlock doors, one at the port side aft and one starboard side four. Are we looking from the port or the starboard side? Uh, you are looking from the port side. Okay. Through your scans, you can tell that the forward airlock is sealed shut. Additionally, uh, the Emerald Empyrean is, uh, looks like it originally, it's been modified. It used to be a heavy freighter. It has some forward-facing weaponry and a small turret. It's also got a lot of the cargo space has been refitted into passenger space and recreational rooms. Its thrusters are active, but they're currently idle. And the ship does have enough power for things like artificial gravity, lighting and life support. Quonks relays this to the rest of the group. We're uh we're approaching from the starboard side. Port side. Port side. We're approaching from the port side. And uh it appears we have an opening aft. Uh it also looks like there's uh plenty of power for life support for artificial gravity. Uh not that there's anything for us to fix, but if there was Does it maybe... show any life signs? That's the important part. Jeff, does it show life signs? With that scan, you're not able to pick up life signs. I'm picking up no life signs, or I'm not sure if I'm able to pick up life signs? You did not find anything that was definitively life signs. Gotcha. <laughs> Maybe. There might be life, there might be not. But there's artificial gravity, and there's life support, and then there might be stuff to Then why did we bother to scan if we're not going to find the captain? The captain went there, didn't he? I watched it. I watched our ship go over, drop them off. This would be an awfully short adventure if we were able to find the captain just now. <laughs> but I want to find the captain. I love the captain. I like the captain. The captain is a great leader. <laughs> we'll talk through the rest of that later. Let's get to the ship. Yes, we'll talk more about how wonderful the captain is later, but everyone, suit up. All right, you all don your armor, activate your environmental controls. Are you doing anything else to prepare to step out the airlock? You're going to have a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a gap between you and the uh, the airlock, but uh, it's... We're going to need to make a jump. Nothing, uh, nothing a little push off can't solve. En enough right. to make a dexterity roll or just like <laughs> make it into the ship? 
I would say that, uh, you know, as long as you line yourself up, you know, you're not rushing yourself. You're not in combat. So you can take your time and you can push off and you can just kind of gently float your way over to the airlock door. Then in preparation, when we get to the airlock, Nako is going to pull out the Doshko that the captain gave her and prepare for any combat that may be required or just might be fun. It is uh, uh, about 100 feet between your ship and there. So, there, you know, it's going to take a little while, but it's it's an easy jump. Like, there's there's no roll required, no athletics or acrobatics. Quonks okay. makes engine noises <laughs> between their ship and, and, and the ship they're going to. Are you all doing this one at a time, or are you all going together, like holding hands? <laughs> I'll go first. I can try to secure a landing zone. Okay, you're going first. So you push off, and you grab onto a, a handle near the airlock. I do military signals to the rest of them to bring them across. Does anybody really know what those signals mean? I mean, do we use them in any other time? I, I... Still doing them. Who's going next? <laughs> I think I'll go next. Yes. Gazi right. Gaz, you push off, and you begin floating. And as you do, you feel like something just poked you in the side. Hey. And then another, like, it's like something's raining. And then suddenly they're getting bigger. Like now it feels like hail. Does anyone see this? I'm going to need you to give me a reflex save as no. this small storm of meteoroids oh begins to pass no. between the two deal. ships. We all have oh, jetpacks wow. so we can safely make it back if we're thrown into space, right? You have you have oxygen that you can vent to uh, to correct yourself. Yes. <laughs> Great playing with you, John. I'll see you back on. We'll say <laughs> this is the hard thing with Jets games, like almost that getting lost fun. in space. This was fun. <laughs> Jumping across space, yeah. Uh, Jumping across space was a big deal last time. Yes. Goodbye, that was a guys. Very big deal. Gazi got a twenty-three. All right, you are able to get your way out of the the worst of them wow. so you're not going to take any damage or anything wow but like nice. one one larger chunk of meteoroid just narrowly passes oh. by you but you're able to oh orient God. yourself to avoid it i think as as gazi is landing and about to grab on to nako then gazi just starts talking over the comms saying I, I really think that just the way to, to succeed in these situations is, is just to keep relaxed. That's that's the only way that I could move across. Nako, it's so good to see you. You look really, uh, you look so great. And then Gazi starts to brush off some of the dust. It's good to see you too. Pat's through on the back. Oh yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, could you actually get this spot right here? Cause there's like dust all over. And Gazi <laughs> like, does not want to look at all like they're dirty oh uh, you've got some dust here yeah looks 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 fine looks um fine just like smacks it a bunch of times you ah, oh you are just the sweetest knockout. okay you wait until the <laughs> small meteoroid storm passes before making your next attempt uh who's next i think quonks goes next move 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 <laughs> quonks is going okay quonks sees the uh sees the signals and intentionally goes slightly outside of where they're signaling to <laughs> Nako's just, just waving wide. wildly as they go in a slightly different direction. Like, oh, no! <laughs> Those in a couple of somersaults for good measure. <laughs> Give me an acrobatics check. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fail and you're alone in space. Gone forever. <laughs> yeah. All right, you you make it across. Uh, the meteor storm appears to have passed, so you make it safely 
And that leaves just one more person. Here we go, Dakoyo. And he just flings himself forward violently towards the portal or wherever the hell we're going. Uh, Nako tries to get in a position to catch them, thinking that they're just going to bounce off. Oh, no. <laughs> Dakoyo, uh, wh- why don't you give me a acrobatics check to see how gracefully mm. you, you push across and whether you need to be saved. Okay, cool. Hopefully, just remember, very gracefully. just stay relaxed as you move across the emptiness of space. Muscles loosen up. I am relaxed. <laughs> but he isn't because it's a two. That's a two. Okay, well, then it's a good thing that Nako was waiting for you as you approach. You're coming in a little hot, and Nako catches you with all six of their Skittermander arms and slows you down. Thank you, Nako. That was close. Of course. Can't lose one of my team on the first jump. We got to find this captain. He, like, brushes Nako's fur a little bit. You've all made it to the airlock on the Emerald Empyrean. There's this large outer airlock door with an image of a golden rocket blasting out of a glass of sparkling wine. And it says Emerald Empyrean in golden letters. Wow. So fancy. Too fancy. Next to the airlock, you can see a computer access panel to access and get inside through the airlock. Nako looks at it, looks at the Doshko, thinks about it. (laughs) There are times to... Use that beautiful Dashko of yours and that very striking pose that you always take when you have the Dashko, but now might not be one of those times. I take it back. I don't think Dakoyo is the pretentious one. It's definitely Gas Gas, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We all it. need a Super Sagan. <laughs> this looks like my time to shine. And uh, Quonks tries to get us into this airlock. All right. Give me a computer's check or engineering. 30 engineering. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, Aren't you? What? This is a level two campaign, I'll note. Jeez. How is man. that possible? We're That's breaking a great 30 on like the first rolls of the game. That's impressive. Oh my God. Uh, you'll note that as you go to hotwire this panel, that it looks like it's already been hacked into. And so you stop and you just press the button and it opens up. <laughs> well done. You got us in real quick. Was that the captain's doing? <laughs> what a waste of a great roll. Because, of course, because <laughs> Nakonechkin already came in through this way. Makes sense. And the doors open up, and I am going to jump you guys over <gasps> to the first map. To the map. The map. So you can see the, the exterior of the ship, and the airlock door opens, and there's this small airlock. Breach on three. So wait, do we go? do we go on three or after three? We go on three, and everyone has weapons ready, right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. So, on th- so one, two, breach, or one, two, three, breach. We have to do this every single time. When I say three, we go. So on three. So what do you say? Th- one, two, breach. I'm not going to say breach. I'm going to say three. We're going to have to do some <laughs> tactical training back on the ship. Ready? Here we go. Breach. Right. One, two, three. Nako moves in. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice reveal. <laughs> you open the door and it, this is a square chamber, maybe 20 feet by 20 feet. It has little in the way of furnishings and the walls and ceiling are clean white. The floor is a silvery metal 
there are four cages stacked in the two forward corners of the room and a heavy door on the other side. There's a flickering light, a holographic sign over the door on the opposite end of the room that says, Welcome, guests. It's not ominous. Is there anything in those cages? Yeah. Yeah. And are there any signs of the captain, like scuff marks from boots, anything of that nature? I'd also like to look for that. All right. Everyone give me perception. Kazi got a nine. 14 for Quonks. 13. Akko rolls a 16. Okay. None of you notice any kind of uh, marks made by the captain as they may have gone through here, but you do hear something. as you inspect this room. Error. Pets must be placed in approved carriers before boarding the Emerald Empyrean. Initiating containment protocols. Did this thing just call us pets? And through these small vents at the top of the room, these three little security drones come flying out. And I'm going to need everyone to give me the first initiative rolls of the game. It's violence time! (laughs) My goodness. Okay, so what are those initiative rolls? Mine's an 8. Nako rolls an 11. Quonks with a 10. And Gazi looks great with a 12. Okay, well that makes it easy. Uh, First up is all the robots. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're just trying to keep it easy for you. You just run through the robots, then we get our turns. Yeah, that's it. These robots have these little, kind of like a stun gun. It looks like it has some range, a little electricity sparks come off of it. First one's gonna go after Nako. Oh, bring it. Tell me if a 16 against EAC hits ya. Ugh, on the dot. Ugh. Okay, you're gonna take one non-lethal. <laughs> Nako! Ow. Oh no. <laughs> brushes off her shoulders. This is nothing. Please secure your pets into the cargo storage. I'm going to find this voice and I'm going to kill them. (laughs) It's okay. I have also been working on this voice. But I'll get out that burn on your suit. I appreciate it. I need to look as combat ready as possible. Okay, next up is the next robot. It's going to go after Gazigaz. Does a 12 against EAC hit you, Gazigaz? No. Oh, yay. That's a shame for me, but good for you. I'm (laughs) proud of you. Smart maneuver, (laughs) guys, (laughs) guys. And uh, this last one, its weapon (laughs) swiftly reconfigures into a tube and Uh a small grenade fires out. Take cover. We're pets, supposedly. Run. As this sticky bomb grenade goes off in the corner. Uh, what's the radius of 20 feet? Okay, it's going to go off in this <laughs> far corner over here, so it okay. hits all of you. Yeah. And I'm going to need you all to make a reflex save. And coming in hot with the first natural one of the game is Nako. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. 19 for Gazi. <laughs> 21. Bonks. 12. Everyone except Nako saves. Sounds right. Nako, you are entangled for five rounds. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Wow. Love that. This grenade, God, just sticky tar gets all over you. Poor Nako. Nako. This won't slow me down, I promise. Is literally slowed down. Are you down. sure about that? <laughs> it will, it will, it will. 
Okay, so you're going to take a minus to your ACs and your attack rolls and future reflex wow. saving throws oh. because of that. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be its turn, so that is going to go to Gazigaz. Would I know that this is a security robot? Like, is this a common? Yeah, I mean, these are, these are definitely obviously security robots. Okay. They do look like they're making an effort to subdue you non-lethally. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think what... Gazi is going to do is you're gonna to have to tell me which one it is, Jeff. But I think Gazi is going to look around at the uh, r- robots and say, "Hey, you see that one there? That shitty robot. Get that <laughs> shitty robot." And Gazi is going to use uh, get him. Ooh, love get him. Plus one against two attack rolls made against the enemy, and then that is my move. And then Gazi's going to swing with the tactical baton. Okay. 16. Okay, yeah. 16. That is going to do it. Nice. nice. Okay. That is three points of damage as this baton whips out out of its telescoping case with one of Gazi's arms, probably the right middle arm. So then that way it can just get a good sideways hit on this <laughs> Excellent. robot. You- you swing against the shitty robot and you hear this loud as it reverberates. Uh, it's it's put a sizable dent in it, but it's still operating uh, fairly normally. Nice. That's my turn. Uh, Nako. Nako cracks all of their knuckles and they're going to pull back <laughs> and they're going to swing their Dashko down on this targeted shitty robot. <laughs> Give me the roll. So... Not only do I get to claim the first natural one, but I will also be taking the first natural 20. Okay, well, we're going to stick to the Emergency Power Podcast critical rules, so you're going to need to roll to confirm that. You got it. Does a 15 KAC confirm it? 15 KAC just barely confirmed. Yes! I'll take just barely. Okay, so you're going to get your choice of the Starfinder critical hit deck cards in addition to your double damage. Do you want card number one or card number two? As a call out to the second hand crew, I have to go number two. Number two, okay. Oh, goody for me. Extreme melee. I love to hear it. Oh, but sad for you. Oh. It's a bleed effect, uh, but uh, you got a critical, and I like to keep it exciting. Get you to. I'm going to give you the uh, option of doing the kinetic effect instead. Flurry fire. Nice. You can apply the effects of covering fire or harrying fire to the target. Nice. Nice. Let's go ahead and do harrying fire. And if this thing survives, then it's going to have some issues, which I don't think it's going to. If I had to guess. Because that is 23 damage. Oh, oh, oh wow. damn. Shitty robot. Nako. Wow, Nako. down. I told you, this won't slow me down. No. And I turn and look at the other ones. Nako, no. They're, they're robots, but you feel that they're afraid. Free intimidation. <laughs> and, yes. And, and Nako took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. And before my turn ends, I am going to move up next to one of these other robots. Okay, Quonks. As the robots appeared, you saw Quonks' eyes light up because she's passionate about any technology, however um, malicious their intent may be toward her. 
What a beautiful specimen. Shame we'll have to put you down like the rest of the machines. Pulls out her uh, azimuth <laughs> Love it. laser rifle and opens fire on the shitty robot. The shitty robot's dead. You've got mature robot or robot. I don't think it matters. That's a natural one. No! Oh, no! How is this happening? Oh. Let me just grab these other cards that I have handy. I'm going to need you to make one more uh die roll to see if you confirm that fumble. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a seven. Oh. That is a confirmed fumble, so... <laughs> Pretty sure that's permadeath. I get to fumble choose risky. one or two. Man. Okay. Y'all are playing for keeps. Yeah. Alright, so you miss, obviously, uh, but uh, this uh, crit card says, now I feel rather foolish. <laughs> you are going to take a minus one penalty to attack rolls, saving throws, ability checks, and skill checks for one hour. Oh my god. Oh my That's gosh. basically gonna be the majority of your time on this ship. Unless oh you rest no. the adventure. Take a nap. So just a blanket minus one. Pretty much. Cool. To attack rolls, basically anything you would roll, except damage. So for the listener, Quonks is a blue uh, skittermander. And so like she fires and just mishandles the laser rifle so badly and like the shot is so far off that you immediately see her cheeks flush red um, and she gets a little shake in her step and says oh goodness I'm not nearly as good as with, with this weapon as I thought I was oh it's hurting my heart alright don't give up we'll keep practicing until you hit him dead eye you'll get it eventually certainly not in the next hour I'm sure guys you guys can talk you up Next up is Dakoyo. 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 So he can climb this box in front of him, no problem, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So you, move you're a scrambly boy, you see right? Dakoyo's like purple hands, like from the other side of the box, just kind of lift his little body over it. He stands on top, raises his staff, like gah, and then like comes down and hits the mature robot on the head, or will try to, and that is um does a <laughs> never mind, it doesn't hit. <laughs> okay. He's too worn out he... from climbing. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> you swing it down, and this little this little robotic arm, like a pincer arm, comes out and grabs your your Get weapon off of it. <laughs> and tosses it aside. Oh no! Why? That one's too powerful. Throws it back to you. Watch out for this one. It knows your tricks. It's too mature. Uh, and next up is the the robot just south of Nako. Nako. It's going to try and grab you. Well, not grab in the combat sense. It's going to try and reposition you. It's going to try to yeet me? It's going to oh, try and amazing. yeet you and drag you That's to one of it. these cages oh, that's no. here in this cargo no. bay. So this is going to be against your KAC plus eight. That's a 21. Oh! Mine is a 23. It tries to grab onto you with its little pincer hands and fling you into a cage, but you deftly swat it aside. Smack it. And you continue to fight. Next up is the other robot. Not that robot. That robot's dead. Damn right it is. It is going uh, to oh. try and do the same thing against you, Dakoyo. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to see if a... Oh, that's 12 against your KAC plus 8. Yeah, it's going to be all right. So both of those turns are done, and it is back up to Gazi Gaz. Gazi Gaz. Gazi, I think, noticing Quonks and being tuned in to the uh, emotional state of the crew, Gazi looks at Quonks and says, Don't worry. You always look amazing when you do anything. 
Just that's just a flavor trying to boost your morale after what happened. Oh, yes, you get a plus one to everything now. Yay. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> uh, and Gazi is going to, feeling emboldened by the shitty robot that uh, he pointed out and then is now dead, is going to jump up and down and try and shout, Hey, 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 you want a pet? Come over here. And then try and faint the mature robot. And I'm going to do a bluff check. That is a 20. Okay. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that's going to succeed. Yes. Amazing. All right. What does that get for you? The robot is flat-footed. Your opponent is flat-footed for your next attack against him before the end of your next turn. Okay. And then I think with that, because the mature robot was the one that was trying to grab. That's the one that tried to grab Dakoyo. And failed. There might be cover. So Gazi Gazi is going to take a five-foot step forward. And then that is Gazi's turn. Next up is Nako. Last time you knockoed it out of the park. <laughs> I'm just going to knock them down. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I do it best. And I'm going to go for the observer class, not the mature one yet. I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> nice. Oh, but finally, I think this uh, attack might have gotten slowed down by that gunk, because that's only a 13 against KAC. Oh, no. Yep, that's going to... You swing it, but there's some gunk stuck to your, your weapon still, and uh, just <sighs> gets stuck on the backswing as you try to bring it around. <laughs> ah, oh, man. Nobody saw that. Oh, no, of course not. Don't worry, Nako. I'll get the stains out after this. <laughs> I appreciate you so much right now. Okay, uh, I guess that's all I got for this turn. Quonks, you're up. You see Quonks, like, shake her head real hard, trying to get the jitters out. It looks like she's got the yips by uh, by sports standards. She's going to take her free five-foot step down and target the standard robot. I'm sure I can hit it this time. Nako gives you three thumbs up. <laughs> 18 to hit. 18 will hit. Let's go. Give it damage. There you see Quonks with two of her hands aiming the rifle down, and as she pulls the trigger, it pushes back into her person, but you can see through the sheen in her eyes that this robot's going down. Yes. The robot shudders <laughs> as it takes the blast right to the chest for five damage. Oh, yeah. that's pretty good. Okay. I knew it. Nice shot. Good redemption. Okay, next up is Dakoyo. Dakoyo. So when he was avoiding that attempt at grabbing him, he was like pulling out his range weapon, which is a uh, needle needler pistol. So now he's going to be like, all right, and then like shoot it for. You will provoke from this. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a fair point. Where is his stuff? You didn't actually lose control of it. It just it oh, stopped okay. your attack. Oh, okay, gotcha. You still you. have it. All right, so that's still in his head. Fair enough. It was good flavor. All right. Nine against KAC. So that one is going to go wide, and we are going to move back into the top of round three. If this thing tries to grab me again. And uh, it's going to try and grab you again. We'll help no! you. No! I didn't see this coming. <laughs> and There's that's... no way. Oh, it's not going to do it again. That's only a 17 against KAC. These robots, they... They're trying to Nako's be... Nako's just cartwheeling away. <laughs> yeah, Nako's probably not the best person to do that against, but these robots don't know that. So we're going to move on to the next robot, which might have a better chance against Dakoyo. Doing the same thing. It's just no. trying to get you into those cages. Don't you want to go to your home? No, I don't. 
We are not pets. I That's am a not 20 a 20 against KAC plus oh. 8. Wow. I'm still not a pet, but that does hit. KAC plus 8? Oh, KAC no, plus... No, you should have a 22. Oh, it does not hit then. Okay, so that one misses as well, uh-huh. and we're going to move on to Gazi Gaz. Uh, Gazi is going to attack the mature robot now with the uh, the one you flat-footed last time, the one that I that I successfully distracted, and I think Gazi just has a sure-footed, rather sure six-armedness about him as the static arc pistol levels precisely between this crate and Nako and fires without hesitation 18 against Casey. Absolutely, that will hit. I like how the confidence translated to the dice roll. That is a there's three points of electric damage Oof. to okay, this robot. Three. Nice. All right. Anything else? Oh, one of Gazi's hands pulls out his hand mirror oh. for future use. You will find Gonna out. Gonna take a little look, oh. see, like, yeah, looking good. Checks nice. Just a, just a, yeah, yeah, you know, just, just, a, just like a quick, like, sweep back and then in there. Little side eye and like little head toss. Yeah. <laughs> That's his turn. Nako. Okay. Nako, slightly embarrassed from the miss in the last one, steps back with one foot, rears back the Doshko. He's going to try to chop this thing in half. And does a 16 KAC do the chopping in half motion? (gasps) It does, in fact, chop. Let's go. Yeah. Is this, this is against the one directly south of you? Correct. That's been trying to grab you? Okay. Yeah. It's got grabby hands. I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> Does a complete overhead slash for 15 damage cutting down <laughs> on this robot. Amazing. Ooh, wow. Wow. Nako. wow. Nako. And that robot goes down. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Cleaved in twain. Two for two, Nako. <laughs> See if I can complete my set. And it's going to be Quonks up next. Nako, you're you're such an inspiration. Let's see if I can bring us home. You can do it. Nako moves south to the corner to give her a clean line of sight. Amazing. To the mature robot. And I drop my d20 inside of a shoe. Hang on. <laughs> it's a weird dice tray. Sounds like you got off on the wrong foot. <laughs> I, I, oh, was, I was looking for one, but you beat me to it. But, um, <laughs> you know what? For that pun, that was great. Oh, I'm going to give you the first space popsicle of this yes! power pack. Oh, do tell. What are those? So, all right. Jeff, you've used the emergency power gloves to forge your very first popsicle. <laughs> I have I crafted it lovingly with my own two hands and the these power gloves uh, into a delicious frozen treat, which you can use to enhance your effects in the game. You can do things like re-roll a die, but not just a re-roll. You're always going to get at least a 10 on that die. Wow. So you whatever you roll, if it's 10 or lower, you add 10 to that result. Wow. If you roll a 10, you just got a nat 20. Wow. wow. All right. Wow. Amazing. You can, Amazing. You can also make your damage dice explode. Yes. So if you roll a six, you get to roll another D6 if you're rolling D6s for damage. Wow. Uh, you have to declare that before you roll your damage, though. Got it. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, one of the more fun things you can do, if you catch someone saying something out of character and you wish that they said that in character, 
you can spend your popsicle to make that now something that they have to yes. deal with in character. It's and the, the last best. thing you can do with a space popsicle is it allows you to roll an untrained skill as if you had ranks in that skill equal to half your level. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. In case of emergencies. Dude, this is the best popsicle I've ever had. I love Damn right it the, is. Uh, the gauntlets being in your hands, Jeff. This is great. And I'm going to... Awesome. Here, here's the, the artwork. Oh, it looks really nice. Wow. Ooh, the artwork? That's it's cool. spinning oh, in circles so... majestically. Ah, it's so oh. beautiful. It's so well done. Oh, it's like... It, it, it has like a transparent outer layer and then these uh, the beautiful... below it. They're like... Yeah, yeah, like dark blue, like a starry, you know. Yeah, we've, we've got blue. a special one just for the power pack. Wow. <laughs> that is beautiful. Thank you, Jeff, for this popsicle. So you have a popsicle now. That is the first one. Okay. Uh, okay. You can get earn more popsicles throughout the campaign by doing cool stuff or just telling a really good pun. I love it. You can make the GM laugh. You might get a popsicle. You, you might, might get, get a popsicle. You might get a popsicle. Okay, I'm not quonks. getting a popsicle for this attack roll. That's only an eight. Only an eight? Okay, yeah. That is going to shoot and miss on this last robot. But you've got one more chance before its turn comes up again. Dakoyo. Dakoyo. Just let me hit, please. 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 <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's hope this does it. 16 against Casey. 16 against KAC will do it. Give me damage. All right. Yes. Finally. Yeah. It's four damage. Take that. This thing's not looking great anymore. It's got some dings. It's got some, some dents, and it's not flying quite as well as it was originally. But it is its turn now, unless you're going to do anything else. He just raises his staff like like a Tuscan reader. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Boring. <laughs> Standing on top of the crate. As we move into round four, this thing's going to make one last attempt to try and grab you. So we're going to see if this one can beat your KAC I plus eight. I think this eight. thing just wants hugs. You That's know what? a natural six. That's not going to yes. do it. Uh, you can't grab us. Ever since it was a Hui robot. It's wanted a pet Skinner matter. We're not pets. <laughs> you just hear it. Sit. Down. Down. <laughs> down. down. Oh, down. you're going down for sure. All right. And Gazi Gaz, you are up. Gazi Gaz. Uh, Gazi's good. Question. Uh, is the brown crate next to it? Is that like a cage? Yeah, you see all of the uh, all of these gray and brown boxes along the wall. Those are oh. all animal carrying cages. Okay, I was thinking of, of pushing the robot into the cage and locking the cage. Is the action to shut the cage <laughs> and lock the cage? Um, that would be a move action, but hey, you know, you're the first person in the initiative order. You have three other people who could close that door for you. That's if you want to get into position with your move action and then do the reposition to get them into the cage. I think that is what Gazi's going to do, going to wiggle past Nako and say, I got an idea, I got an idea. So it will be reposition, KC plus eight, gonna roll the die that tends to roll high. Ooh, I don't think that's gonna do it with a 13. Nope, no, not against KC plus eight, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh man! So you try to you try to wrangle this thing to to get it into the cage, but it's just it's still flying around well enough that it can maneuver out of the way, and it's going to be Nako's turn, I think. 
Nako, not really knowing what that plan was, is just gonna keep swinging, Doshko. They do one of those bow staff moves where they swing it around behind their back with like all six arms trading it off and then they bring it as a, like a cross slash. <laughs> You're not going to believe this natural 20 I just pulled, baby. Woo! I absolutely don't because I know your rolls, Adam, but I'll uh, I'll let you get it anyway. Give me a confirmation. That is a 19. That confirms wow. Wow. you want one or two. I'll take one this time, thank you. Okay. Uh, what damage type does your Doshko do? Piercing. Piercing. Okay, so not the extreme on this card. Fin Filet. The target loses one form of movement other than land movement until healed. Let's ah, go. Wow. I'm assuming it's going to die from this crit anyway. Probably. But yeah. you just slice one of these drone wings off Ooh. and it just goes spiraling down to the ground. Give me damage. That is 30 piercing damage. Oh, it is gone. You almost Holy massive damaged cow. it. And we are out of combat. And that's a hat trick. <laughs> As this last drone dies. I immediately throw it in the cage. Who's a pet now? That's what I was trying to do. <sighs> oh, my bad. As you throw it in the cage, you hear another sound over the intercom. Oop. Oh, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're Hello? getting another player. <laughs> Did I get the timing right, Jeff? Yes? Hello? Here comes a new challenger. <laughs> <laughs> Player five. Attention, passengers. This is M2, your ship's artificial intelligence. Scans indicate that a handful of pets have escaped their cages and are running loose. If you spot one of these errant animals, please contact the nearest porter robot. Thank you. You think that was about us? I hope the captain hasn't heard this. I'll never live this down. So in this room, you see one door that you came in from and then another door leading into the room. As I said before, it says, welcome guests in holographic print. Nice. Quonx pushes that door open. Okay. You open up the door and you see a hallway. I stack up behind Quonks ready to go in. Through that hallway is a sleek looking wall well lit there's a soft piano playing in the background and you can see three other doors besides the one you came in and each of them also has a label over the top indicating what it leads to you have the game room the bar and restaurant and the observation deck <laughs> on foundry the door just shut so Kwong's just like nope yeah, I was like, Quonks, did you shut the door? <laughs> yeah, yep, my bad. I'm, uh, I'm still working out how to, how to work these doors. They're pretty tall. Ugh, tall people doors. Gazi hands you a mirror and says, In case you're worried, I, I, like I said, I can get the stains out, but, you know, if you want to zhuzh yourself up. Nako takes it, looks at it, and goes over, sidles up to the corner, and then puts the mirror around the corner to use it to peek. Thanks. <laughs> this will be helpful. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. It looks like your sight lines are clear. There's no enemies in the hallway. Okay. Hey, guys, the coast is clear. Come on in. Okay. Nako's moving in. What language are these signs in? Uh, they're printed in common. 
Hey guys, it looks like we've got doors for a bar and restaurant, a game room, and an observation deck. Where do you think the captain would have gone? I'm guessing observation deck. I agree. I think so. They might have gotten hungry on the way. The captain is a man of business. I think the deck is a good first choice. All right, let's try that door. So Nako is going to open the door just a little bit and stick the mirror in. You open up the door to the observation deck. So this circular chamber contains two rows of reclining seats curving around a central space. The ceiling appears to be made of a transparent aluminum dome, but there are panels that cover the outside of the dome and block the view of the outside space. Four pedestals, each topped with a large chunk of onyx, are evenly spaced around the outside of the room and there is a door to the opposite end. You also notice that this room is not lit like the other rooms. I reach in and feel around for a light switch. There does not appear to be a light switch. Can we then perceive if there's anything threatening? Yeah, you can give me a perception, but you're not gonna be able to use your sight. You're gonna have to listen. 25 for listening. Dakoyo, you hear soft whispers coming from inside the dark. Sounds like multiple voices. The courier mind links with the rest of the crew. There are several life forms in there whispering to each other. They might know that we're here. It could be an ambush. That it could. I could toss a grenade in. That might be helpful. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but I like your pizzazz. Nako, any ideas? Uh, I forgot to bring my flashlight. Uh, that probably would have helped. Um, Goodness, Quonks, do you have anything? I have the aforementioned grenade. <laughs> It'll light the room up, but not for very long. I like that option. The captain doesn't do a whole lot of whispering, so that might be fine. Just huck a grenade in there. No, no. <laughs> Gazzy. <laughs> Are you sure? Quox pulls the pin. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to kick you into space. All right. All right, hold on, hold on. Nako takes your two hands and pushes them together to put the pin back in. <laughs> uh, oh, this is hard. Okay, okay. How about this? Quonks, if you give me that grenade, I can float it in and then speak to them and threaten them to reveal themselves. Just put it in your palm of your hand and open it thusly. With the pin in or with the pin out? With I'm the pin sure. in, please. Pin Thank in. you. Okay. Yeah, in, <laughs> in. And he uses telekinetic projectile to just... To eat the grenade in? Okay, you're floating the, the grenade into the room. Are you, like, you're sending it into the darkness? What you're saying is you attack the darkness. He hasn't pulled the pin yet. We're here, and we're not here to hurt anyone, but please come into the light of the hallway, and we won't have to do anything drastic. We're not we're not here to hurt. You know what a grenade does, right? Shut up. Okay. Does he hear anything back? All you hear is additional whispering, the whispers. Like, they send this chill down your spine. They're not in any language that you recognize. A sense mode isn't going to do anything in this case because we really don't know much about them, or would it? Uh, you can give me a mysticism or a physical science. Okay, mm. I'll do mysticism. Nice. That's 25 for that. Nice. 
This darkness is not natural. It is <gasps> magical darkness. You can tell that it's emanating from the center of the room. It's like a swirling shadow that revolves around only this room. Additionally, you can tell that this magical darkness, the source of it, is coming from the four onyx pedestals that I described. Mm. On second thought, he just removes the pin in the middle of all of those pedestals. <laughs> yes! Okay. <laughs> Cover your eyes. What's happening in <laughs> This explosion rips apart throughout this room. You successfully destroy two of the pedestals with that grenade. The darkness is definitely, it falters a little bit and then it reaches a new equilibrium. You think you have the right idea, but there's still enough pedestals to maintain this darkness. What's going on in there? Those black onyx pedestals are releasing this magic that makes us unable to see and also has a dark energy. They must be destroyed. The whispers you, that you were hearing before, they are suddenly silent. Oh my. And then they start again louder. Well, I think there's a solution to this then. Nako yes. pulls out their pistol. <laughs> and they're going to start shooting on these onyx things. Guys is going to do the same. Shoot at the other pedestal. Very nice. The other two are in the darkness. You don't really have a clear bead on them, so you're going to need to... Light it up. Move into the room. You're going to need to at least do a good perception roll. Hey, uh... I have two more of those if you, if you want to use one to blow up the other two pedestals. We may need them to blow other things up later. Let me see if I can <laughs> shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> okay. Put some back in her pockets. I'm going to say uh, I can't because that's a nine. Gazi rolled a 20 on perception. Ooh. You think you can make out one of the pedestals. And so, Gazi, you can make a shot. That's an eight. To shoot oh, with a static nice. arc pistol. Well, fortunately, you're only attacking a static object, and the AC is five. I think I hit it. <laughs> Give me damage. Okay. Three. So it shoots out, and it arcs into this room, and you see the, the lightning from this shot just kind of fade into the darkness, and then it strikes the onyx pedestal, and you see this bright burst of electricity as the onyx pedestal shatters and it destroys the magical darkness <gasps> in the room. Yes. And now it's become even more dark. <laughs> Good shooting. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just trying to be like you, Nako. Well done. Do we hear any more whispers? They're gone, right? The whispers appear to be gone. Now that you've been able to examine the room with the lights not dimmed, you can tell this was a these objects were placed here intentionally. They were causing the magical darkness for the purpose of observing the stars when the dome itself is opened. But oh, well. it seems that this magical darkness had increased the connection of this area to the shadow plane and was drawing in dark voices. So it's good that you destroyed it as quickly as you did. Otherwise, things could have gotten a lot worse. I'm glad because I was just about to run in and start smashing things, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, John the player, was not expecting that kind of turn in this one shot. That's cool. Yeah, that was That's cool. That's cool. This was supposed cool. to be a routine salvage operation. Yeah, yeah. Quonks <laughs> is looking around for, like, why this dome is closed and a way to open it. You see on uh, one of the 
end walls, not the ones near the doors. There is a slider switch. It's labeled observation doors. Oh, I wonder I wonder what this button does. And she slides it up. The panels of the top dome begin to retract one by one. Revealing the starry sky beyond the ship. Whoa. As they open, Quonks's eyes grow ever wider as each panel slides back. It's kind of like an observatory, but it's a little hard to see with the magical darkness no longer here. So everything is still kind of dim. You can only see the brightest of the stars, but you can also make out the glass panel has like an interactive HUD and some of the some of the stars that you can see have rings around them with descriptions of what solar system this is. Nice. Truly beautiful. That's cool. Wow. That's what a cool. great piece of technology. Yeah. It really makes you think that we didn't secure those doors behind us so we might have enemies trying to flank. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So Nako, not really entertained by the space that they fly through so constantly, they're going to head back and go towards <laughs> one of these rooms. Okay, so you've got the game room and the bar and restaurant no. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Skittermander. I love it. I'm going to stack up on the game room. Stacking up on the game room. Anyone else going into the game room? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go too. You know, Quonks is distracted by the star. She hasn't even noticed that everyone's left yet. <laughs> Gazi comes back. Quonks! Oh. Quonks! Oh, what? Huh? Come on! Oh. Come on! Oh! All right, all right, all right. I'm Kevin. I'm Kevin. I'm it Kevin. It is fair. <laughs> Come on. All right. Push the door open. All right. You open the door to the gaming room. Slides open. In this room, the walls are lined with wooden panels, making it a warm, cozy area. The carpet is this emerald green. There are two wooden tables, each adorned with a deck of shining playing cards and comfortable chairs surrounding them. There are also two digital dartboards that hang on the wall and a holographic billiards table with the virtual billiard balls glowing aboard the table. Uh, There's also a single cabinet that stands in one corner of the room. It doesn't appear that there's anyone in this room, however. Nako's going to move in towards the table and uh, secure one of those shining decks of playing cards. Okay, you you grab one of the, the decks of playing cards. It's a standard deck. As you move into the room, you also notice something interesting atop the cabinet. Look, there's something interesting. On top of the cabinet, it looks like someone has left a single dart but you notice that it has a magical seal on it like a fusion seal i'm gonna check that thing out uh this is a dart for playing darts but in game terms it functions as a survival knife with the throne special property and the returning weapon fusion Oh, that's so good. That's so neat. So you throw it into the dartboard and it comes back and then it comes back that's awesome (laughs) That's so cool. I'd say finders keepers, Nako. Yeah. If you want it. You're probably the most deadly with it. Mm. Looks it over. I could probably kill someone with this dart. But, uh, Gazi, here, hold this for a second. Tosses it over. It immediately comes right back. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. (laughs) On second thought. (laughs) I took everything away from Nako. Oh, sorry. I guess it likes me. Oh, no, amazing. (laughs) 
Gazi is going to do a perception check on the room to see if there's anything that would indicate that the captain came through. Give me a perception roll. Can Nako assist on this? Absolutely. Anyone who wants to assist. Nako is too infatuated with this dart. <laughs> throwing it, bring it back, throwing it, bring it back. <laughs> yeah. The Koyo assists. Quonks assists as well. So it's a plus four. I rolled an 18 with my plus five, 23, so 27. Gazi is as meticulous as if Gazi were grooming themselves. Mm. They're grooming the room. like that. You notice as you look around, every once in a while, when Nakoneshkin is being thorough, he will mark a spot on the door from his Doshko, indicating that he intends to return to this room for some kind of salvage. And this room does have such a mark. Nakoneshkin was here. We see this mark, right? The captain has been here. The captain was here. My. Do you think he knows about the dagger? Since it's still here, probably not. But at least this means he's still alive, right? Absolutely. Could be with any luck. Hopefully he didn't walk into that magical darkness and, like, something horrible happened. Perish the thought. <laughs> uh, shiver. Ah, uh, Takoya also shivers. Should we scavenge this thing now so we don't have to come back for it later then? It's a good Absolutely. idea. And then we can check out the restaurant, perhaps? Yeah, let's do that. I'm hungry. I'm sure the captain will be proud of us for doing our job so well. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm also quite famished. We certainly haven't fixed anything. <laughs> no, we haven't. The only we thing we've done is shit. break those stupid <laughs> robots. The captain didn't say to not break anything, though. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> okay, I'm going to check that locker. Gazi's going to jump up on the pool table and say, does anybody want to play? And just starts rolling balls around as if that is playing the game. <laughs> uh, well, if we have time. The cabinet itself is full of half-drank bottles of cheap liquor. Mm. Oh, man. I, I take two of them and combine them. I was like, all right, we got one full one at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're able to get about one one whole drink. It's definitely the kind that does not go together. They obviously keep the good stuff in the bar. Of course. Yep. Okay. I stash that for later. Before Nako leaves, guys, you go, Nako, Nako, can I, can I ask you a question? Uh, yes, of course. Um, a, a leader of the team, I'm always here for questions. You're such a good leader. Uh, do you feel fear? Like, how were you so strong in that fight? And against the darkness, you were, you were so clear-headed. Nako looks over at the door and then leans in a little closer and keeps their voice low. You see, my strength comes from the captain. They gave me training. They gave me this Doshko. They gave me the will to fight. And you can get that too. I know you can. Wow. Thank you, Nako. Yes, one day I will be almost as good as you and the captain. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Gazi is 100% satisfied with that answer. It's like, <laughs> this is this is the word from above. Like, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That was pretty beautiful. I saw a link that someone threw up for the alcohol. It said Natty Vodka. Is that like the <laughs> natural ice of vodka? That would be very <laughs> shitty. It is. <laughs> natural, <laughs> natty Light oh makes vodka. No. Is that, I thought that was oh a joke. God, oh, amazing. no. It's, it's not a thing. joke. It's a real thing. No, amazing. that is 100% a link to a real website. Yes. So that is actually what we have in our hands. Fantastic. 
the pink lemonade flavored. <laughs> Natty Light Space Vodka. <laughs> For the listener, the great Jeff just put his hand right on his face. <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by Natural Light. Oh, God, it looks so horrible. Yet. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> if only we had Natural Light to get rid of that darkness. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Oh, it's time for another oh. popsicle, isn't it? Oh. It's got to be. Uh, I'm giving you, you a popsicle. Yes. yes. <laughs> popsicle. That was good. If, if he didn't give you a popsicle, I was going to give you my popsicle. Like, that is just <laughs> incredible. That's amazing. So good. You made me visibly groan. I, I, I have to. Okay. Uh, DM, laugh or groan. <laughs> That's the secret. Okay. All right, guys, guys, let's go. We still got to find the captain. Guys, he's good. Let's go. I see a few people are circled around this bar and restaurant door. Are you going in there next? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, we'll open the door. You open up the door, and once again, you're greeted by this warm wooden paneled walls, and there's a smooth wood floor in this area to give it just like an air of elegance. Mm. In the aft part of the room is a bar made from real mahogany, and behind it is the non-functioning husk of a bartender robot and an unmarked door. Half a dozen tables and accompanying chairs are pushed against the forward wall to make room for makeshift cots. You come in, you turn your head, and to the side, you see half a dozen humanoids. And they all are carrying weapons of various kinds. One has a broken chair leg. One of them has a pistol trained on you and shaking. Bar fight. And they say, don't come any closer. Ah! I don't want to have to hurt you. Ah! We're not here to hurt you. And we'll see you next time. When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com as well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated, all rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.